Hello everyone, you're listening to the BizPod, a Behaviour Intervention Support Network's podcast. Something I'm going to try and kick back off again really, to hopefully provide a, a free resource for parents and professionals who are supporting individuals with challenging behaviour, autism, ADHD, behaviour support needs, perhaps some mental health difficulties. Uh, I'm, my name's Sam, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm kind of doing this first thing in the morning and I want to try and record it off the top of my head, some of these anyway, without much preparation, just because then it's easier to keep dishing out content, but it might mean a bit of waffle from me. Um, those of you that don't know me or what I do, I run a service called BizNet, Behaviour Intervention Support Network, and we provide services to families of young people with behaviour support needs is the sort of generalised term. Uh, we also provide parent training and professional training workshops in those kind of areas. My my background is predominantly supporting young people with, again, with a, some sort of behaviour that challenges us to find a solution. Autism, ADHD are often the conditions that the young person has been diagnosed with but I also work a lot with families of young people waiting for diagnosis or with no clear diagnosis at the moment so yeah that's a, that's me really um, and what I've been trying to do with the podcast we had a bit of a break uh, you know we came to the end of our business was a funded project so we came to the end of our funding had a fair bit of work to do sort of ticking all the boxes for that but now we are fully sustainable and hoping to continue and expand into the near future none of which is interesting to anyone just listening and not really in the local area or aware or ever going to use the service so i will shut up now because one of the things we wanted to do with the BizPod was give um, tips to parents of, of any young person with these particular needs that we kind of go over in more detail in our training but generally we can just give a, a sort of concept out in these little short podcasts they will be short if i stop talking at any point i mean i guess that's a good thing when you're doing a podcast uh, but i'm aware that i might need a guest to just sort of keep it interesting to you guys listening so i do want to keep these ones fairly short so we previously looked at the idea that there's not really any one way approach to supporting someone um, which if you listened to the last one then this is just a quick recap for you but if you didn't maybe go back and check it out so we talked about how or certainly I talked about in my experience over the years regardless of sort of diagnosis or condition or label that we put on a young person or any individual I don't think there's a blueprint for how we work out how to support them to reduce behavior that is challenging or at risk of socially isolating them you know it's it's always about understanding the individual their story their background the, the family situation as much as you can the educational situation all these factors and then individualizing the behavior support around supporting the development of the skills they need to do better in the environment around them or to cope better in, in the environment around them. So that was number one. <laughs> this this time, uh, I, would, I was going to say this week, but it really wasn't a week ago when I did the last one. So, uh, But this time, 
I wanted to sort of give a, a basic principle which anyone that's been on our training or worked with with BizNet will know. You know, I'm a big advocate for. Uh, it's the idea um, of supporting yourself. So as a parent and a professional, you know, we often rightly put our focus on the young person, what they need, how we support them best, uh, what they're doing, their behaviours, that kind of thing. Uh, and I guess the image, the image that we use a lot in training that I want you to kind of hold in mind is if you get on an aeroplane and they do this sort of safety demo and they say to you that if your oxygen if the oxygen masks drop put yours on before you support the child to put theirs on which they have to come out and tell you directly to do for a couple of reasons one they know that most people's instinct would be to get the child's on first but two they also know that if you run out of oxygen you're not then available to support the child to get theirs um, I'm not sure why oxygen would be that useful in a plane that's plummeting 40,000 feet out of the ground I'd quite like a parachute but you know I'm sure I'm sure there's a reason um, but the analogy works for us here so a lot of the time I mean I remember about 10 years ago I was I think I was the well not 10 years ago sorry I'm not that old um, it's about five or six maybe maybe seven years ago I was the manager of the youth service. Um, we'd had some transition in the sort of the senior level team, so it was it was mainly me. Uh, the other person that was supposed to be working with me, managing the service, had gone off on maternity leave, and I was also the sort of go-to person for any kind of of difficult or escalated behaviour in the service. And the whole thing kind of took its toll a little bit. I wasn't really paying attention to supporting myself. Um, I had access to things like debrief supervisions, people to talk to, you know, I didn't use them, I uh, just kind of got on with it, saw it as my role. I also wasn't very vocal with talking to people about how I was affected or even paying attention to it. Uh, you know, I was taking it very personally when things didn't work out or I didn't manage to de-escalate someone when actually a lot of the time the triggers and the circumstances around it you know, would have made it very hard to avoid any kind of of challenge going on. So, yeah, took its toll. Uh, it started to affect my personal life. Uh, fortunately, caught it in time, just about managed to turn things around, uh, and found a better way to do the work that I needed to do. And a lot of that was about paying attention to me, what I do uh, during a behaviour or a difficult situation. You know, right down to the point of, you know, how I move, how I breathe, um, exactly what I say and the way that I say it. All those kind of things you have to be really conscious of. Now, fortunately for me, I'm very self-centered. That's why I'm doing a podcast and I found it easy to talk non-stop, probably for 10 minutes. But I don't know how long we've been going for. So I find that quite easy. <laughs> Bit of a selfish person. Uh, can't swear on this one. Uh, I did another podcast. It's not the time to talk about it anyway. Um... God, I wish I had the opportunity to edit this but we said we wouldn't where was I so <laughs> yeah I, I in a de-escalation situation I try and pay attention to me so that oxygen mask that I'm putting on is actually also about the attention where my attention is in that situation but just in general when you're supporting someone who behaves in a way that 
sometimes makes things unsafe or is not how you expected them to behave or is potentially aggressive uh, that they're in a fight and flight mode maybe coming from fear but comes across as aggression all those things take its toll and that's not a fault or failing of any one person now as a professional I get like I said supervisions debriefs access to training all of those things which parents in particular don't always get the same access to so that's why it's really important that you put your oxygen mask on every now and again you look after yourself you do something that takes your mind off the situation um, and in our training courses we do we spend a lot of time on this in fact we've got a one-day course that I do with a chap called Adam J Williams who's a hypnotherapist um, he's not going to make you think that you're a chicken um, but he works with people on managing and regulating their anxiety and we do a one-day course for parents specifically about how they support themselves because you know it, it's not easy and it's okay for it not to be easy I don't find it easy and I'm not even a parent and that looks bloody hard work to me any kind of parenting <laughs> so you know but professionals as well I think you know there's not often there's not always time or uh, the inclination to do that in certain services that are very busy um, so you know it's a really important thing because if you're not in the right place it's a lot harder to give top quality support which is what these people deserve they deserve the best of us so in which case we've got to step back and make sure we're at our best or even just supporting ourselves when we don't feel at our best just to keep going um, so yeah so I think I've gone into too much detail so by the end of these you won't even need to come on the courses anymore but no you will because we do, we do cover it in more detail give you actual techniques, tips that have worked for some parents that I've worked with in the past so if you want to find out more about BizNet as a project um, good luck because I'm not really good at all this have I even, do I even know it? yeah, www.cedaonline that's c-e-d-a online.org.uk and you can find the BizNet sort of project in that website which we will soon put up details about the podcast although you've probably already found us somehow we're on soundcloud we'll be on itunes in a couple of weeks and um if you want to check out our facebook page we're going to be putting a lot more out on facebook including these podcasts and our latest training we're based in exeter devon in the uk so we predominantly run our training in and around devon we do deliver bespoke packages to schools around the country depending on what their needs are so uh, if you also if you want more information or to contact us directly about services or accessing the training it's info at cedaonline.org.uk thanks for putting up with me morning round over probably shouldn't have any more coffee today thanks very much <laughs>